Welcome to the Foreign Object. I am your host, the New Age Rulo, alongside my co-host, Walk with Geo, and we're here. Another episode. How you doing? Um, I'm doing fantastic, brother. Dude, Jack. <laughs> That's terrible. Even the dog doesn't uh, want to be here anymore. Yeah, the dog just like got up and was like, "All right, I'm gonna head out." Yeah, he's like, "That ain't it, chief." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. So, just to start off the podcast, just to make everything pretty uh transparent for you guys. I didn't watch anything this week uh, other than, well, I mean. You watched NXT. The last thing, well, that's not even this week. This That was last week after we recorded last week's episode. But we, we did watch NXT. Um, there was a lot of wrestling this week that we missed out on uh, since the last episode, I guess. Um, but we watched NXT. Then I didn't watch uh, AEW Dynamite. Which was a go home show for their full gear, uh, pay per view. Yeah, oh, you called it by the right name this time. Yeah, this whole weekend I kept calling it full throttle. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's interesting? They actually on their Instagram page were just posting clips of the throughout the night of the show, which um, no no one else does. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Um. Um, I, I think it's neither good nor bad. They're just trying to get eyes, I feel like. And that's, yeah. you know. And, um, you know what's interesting for those of you that know or don't know? Uh, Logan Paul and KSI had their boxing fight, um, on the same yeah, night. Saturday, yeah, head same night. Head, right? And that's another interesting thing that AEW decided to go Saturday instead of Sunday. Yeah, I feel they've, like, they've I feel like. done all their pay-per-views. Yeah, you know, like the other stuff on Saturday. I think just in general, like I feel like wrestling feels better on Sundays, just because Saturday, I feel like more people do things. Well, you know, the first WrestleMania was on a Saturday. I did not know that. There you go. Now you know. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, but I don't know. Saturday seems kind of like a kind of like um, that might be like risky, you know. You don't think so? I don't think so. I think I feel a like lot a lot of, of people do other things on Saturdays. And not only that, it was a holiday weekend. It was Veterans Day. Yeah. Um, so it was a long weekend, and I'm pretty sure like a lot of people probably didn't watch. I don't know. I didn't see numbers or anything. But so the reason I brought up the KSI thing and the, the KSI Logan Paul thing was... Um, One sold out their arena. I was kidding. <laughs> No, I heard, I heard, I heard oh, the K- KSI uh, Logan Paul fight was like huge, like celebrity wise. There were yeah, so many yeah, celebrities yeah, in the building. Um, but the reason I brought that up was because um, I don't know if anybody knows drama from uh, Robin Big or Fantasy Factory, Rob Deerdick's cousin. Right. Um, he has his own podcast, not about wrestling, just business stuff. Um. And they have an Instagram page. And they talked about the KSI Logan Paul fight. But they posted on their Instagram page the clip of Kenny Omega and um, and John Moxley doing the suplex onto the barbed wire uh, piece of wood thing right, yeah. that they Set had. Set up gimmick thing and they, or whatever And they pretty much said that it was something along the lines of who's going to watch 
KSI and Logan Paul when this type of stuff is going on at the same time. So um, that kind of leads me to my next uh, topic of that is some people were talking about that match kind of being bad for the wrestling industry. Okay. But then seeing that post from someone that doesn't watch wrestling and kind of excite like uh, kind of putting like a positive light on it gets me wondering is is something like that kind of match that was pretty much pretty close to a death match i guess you would say right i mean i think that was what they were trying to go for i don't without from calling what i it a saw death match. yeah yeah what i saw it definitely wasn't close to any death match thing for but for some casual fans that yeah. might be pretty extreme stuff right there yeah yeah so i mean my question to you is do you think a match like that is good or bad for the the industry at um, this time right now that we're in? I think it's good. I think it's good because most people, I think, really watched wrestling 80s, 90s, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like watched, the height of... Right. You either watched during the Hogan era where everything was really, compared to now, very simple. I mean, you got leg drops as a finish. You got elbow yeah. drop as a finish. Very simple kind of wrestling. And character-based, really. Yeah. People watch wrestling for Hogan, for Macho Man, for, you know, George the Animal Steel, for Andre, these larger-than-life characters. You move into the 90s, and while that's still a factor, now people are watching for the shock value of it. Yeah. Okay? So, whether you come from either of those backgrounds, I think if you come from the 90s, obviously you're going to be like, holy shit, I remember watching stuff like this. Yeah. I can't believe they still do this kind of stuff. Let's watch it. So, I think that's good. And I think it's still good for those who maybe were only watching their, during the 80s, like, oh, that Hulk Hogan stuff. Because then you're like, <laughs> wait a second. This isn't. I never saw Hulk Hogan do that. That's yeah. fucking insane. This isn't take your vitamins and say your prayers. Right. This is not take your vitamins, say your prayers. This is not Elizabeth getting, yeah. you know, knocked off the apron, maybe. Yeah. And it this could is it, it could also be a thing where some of those fans that were fans in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, then the transition into the 90s. I think the 90s did have stuff like this, but it was also very... There was other stuff in it that, for, exa- for example, like the woman stuff and like sexualizing a lot of stuff in wrestling. I think that could have been a, a big reason a lot of people stopped watching. Like that kind of maybe outweighed the actual like crazy storylines or crazy things that did happen. Right. Because if you, you got to take into consideration that maybe those other young people around that shouldn't be watching stuff like that during the attitude era. Um, but you don't get that side of wrestling anymore. It's just wrestling. Yeah. There's no sexualizing or anything like that anything that's too censored i mean the worst you could get now outside of wwe is pretty much blood yeah um yeah pretty much um yeah i think i don't think it's bad for the business that kind of stuff i think the people who were bitching about it were people who are fans already and they they have this like purist or elitist idea in their mind that oh that's not real wrestling that's just you know this or that but it's like what is real wrestling you know there's yeah. no, you want them to fucking lay on the mat and Matt wrestle for <laughs> 20 minutes for yeah. every single match? 
No. Yeah, I think that's the important. I think that's the best part of wrestling in today's time is there's so much variety of styles. Yeah. If you if you enjoy mat wrestling and technical wrestling, there's wrestling for that. There's certain wrestlers that wrestle that style, and if you want something more extreme, you could watch John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Yeah, I think the best um, wrestling shows are a variety show. Yeah, you know where it's not all death matches. Like I'll never watch a show where the whole card is an extreme death match situation. Yeah, no, me neither. And at the same time, I'm not gonna watch a whole card where it's like. Oh, let's have these guys pretend like they're wrestling? traditionally wrestling. Oh, uh, I'd probably you know, still watch if it was a full card of traditional wrestling. I don't, I don't think so. I think there's enough. And I think in any company that's surviving right now and that's like at the top of their game, there's a enough variety, variety in yeah. it where you can maybe watch for a couple of things. And if you don't like another thing like that death match or this exists hardcore match or whatever you want to call it yeah like you don't have to watch it there's more matches on the card that will be completely different than this so you don't have to watch it yeah um i think of all the wrestling that i've missed this week i think that might have been the biggest match uh that i missed i think especially because i had interest in watching that match and i still do i i think eventually i will go back and watch that match just because it's kenny omega and john moxley it's two people that you could say maybe six six to 12 months ago, we would have loved for that to be on the same card. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those two the thing wrestlers about it, be on the it, same it card. It is, though, like... Because you have... That match is so Moxley style, right? Like, yeah. Like, I think the first thing people expected out of him when he left WWE was death matches and not for him to well, go yeah, win because, a title in you know new japan well, because because <laughs> but at the same time that was what he would say right in, yeah in interviews was yeah. if he were ever to stop wrestling he would do one last death match and then retire yeah so, but, so that's what we yeah, obviously him to that do yeah, yeah right, right, right so obviously that's his style but i personally don't want to watch kenny omega in a like that's not the appeal of kenny omega to yeah. me like that's not what I want to see. But they Kenny also Omega didn't advertise it as a death match. I think they did advertise it as unsanctioned, which, I mean, could go that that's pretty yeah. broad. Yeah. I mean, we've seen matches be called unsanctioned in the WWE, and it wasn't anything crazy, right? Um, but I don't know. I think just those two names, uh, having them two guys go against each other is something any wrestling fan would have wanted in the last year or so, just because if you look back a year ago, Kenny Omega top star in Japan and everybody loved the shield. So Dean Ambrose, of course, to hear Dean Ambrose and Kenny Omega, which is now John Moxley, but right. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, <laughs> which is probably, I feel nobody. like, I feel like anybody, John Mox, I've, I've probably said this a, fuck, a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like John Moxley has been the easiest for me to like get rid of the last oh, name yeah, you said and call him by name. whatever he's yeah. being called now. I think that's probably one of the easiest ones. I feel like not me. Kenta was the easiest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you were already calling him Kenta yeah. on, a, on a norm. Yeah, when it he was, was, it was hard know, for in, me to call him Hideo Itami. Yeah, I don't know why that name never really stuck. I don't feel like the name really clicks. Like I don't know. I think Hideo is a good name. Yeah. But I don't think Hideo Itami 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't it just know. it, it never stuck with me. So I just ignorant. called him Kenta all the time <laughs> right. for some reason. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Just speaking of Moxley, still, I think I really just enjoy what he's done. Um. Since he came back in, like when he returned from injury in WWE, from then all the way till now, I think everything he's done since then is just he's amazing compared to before the injury i feel like before the injury he was very stale yeah i think to me I he think, was a very stale wrestler i think there's been a consistency of of how he is in the ring since returning to i don't think he's any better since leaving the wwe i don't think that's what it is no no i think i think it was the chip on his shoulder after being injured and kind of you know whatever went on with him that's what drove him to to perform better and i think that was going on before wwe or before he left wwe um where he was he was really good um so i don't think i think a lot of people are a lot of people right now are like oh if you leave wwe you'll get better or whatever um like sean spears so. uh ty dillinger who he oh my god it's interesting to see like AW fans say that he is no good in the ring because <laughs> I mean th- yeah. that's, that's all you know like it actually is true like it's not yeah. just AW haters who are saying it like Sean Spears was this big like oh my god he just left them to me for AEW and that was supposed to be like exciting or whatever and people are like now we'll finally be able to see what he's you know made yeah. of and there's just nothing going on there. Well I think I think it's fair to say some people in the WWE need that structure of going out there go out there and do pretty much what we said was going to happen right i would imagine um places like AEW or the indies have less of that that structure it's kind of more of a free flow structure right yeah so i would imagine some people just can't work like in an AEW environment where Every match you go out, I, I I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. For example, there's always the 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 conversation of well, they're not letting this person do the things they would regularly do in a match because uh-huh. it's WWE. They're not letting him him or her do what they're supposed to. Right, right. They're being held down. And so that implies that in the indies or in other companies, they're free to do more of what they want. So I guess to me, you take someone like Ty Dillinger and give him that freedom. He's he can't shine because maybe he's better off in a structure where he's being told how to how to do things. Yeah, because I mean, I think his character, I think it's a lazy character to be like. I'm not doing this to entertain the fans. Because that's like, oh, I'm so boring that I just got to say that I'm not trying to yeah. entertain you, you know? And that's what he's doing right now. And I don't think I've seen anybody say, like, oh, that Ty Dillon, that Sean Spears match was real good, <laughs> wow. you know? And I think the same, I think it's, I think, I think even in WWE, though, it was like, he wasn't really special. You know, his character was a little interesting for a little bit, but he didn't it have any. It was fun. It was it, fun, it was but fun it wasn't character. ever uh Oh, he had great matches. This guy needs to be noticed. It was more of a this guy's being buried, so let's, you know, let's fight WWE and make make yeah. it known that we like this guy. But it was never about and I think it shows now with him in AEW. It was never about 
this guy's really, really talented and he could be a future world champion and he deserves to be able to show that because he hasn't shown anything. Well, it's also it's also proof worth, that you know, no watching. matter where you're at, AEW, WWE, or Japan, not everyone could be a top superstar. And I think people wanna want to put that that out there as if anyone that's decent or has a cool character or anyone that you feel like is getting buried that deserves a better spot. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, they should get a shot too. I don't think everyone should have a shot at. No, at, no, 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 at, never at being the, the champion because yeah, no. that the person, whoever has the title is the representation of your company. Yeah. That person's the, the poster boy of the company. So, just because somebody has been working hard at something or or oh they keep getting buried how come they don't get a shot there's a reason and yeah. i think you you're going to start to see that in AEW who's who's the who of the company uh, uh, yeah and i think you're going to see it with people like Ty Dillinger with yeah. uh Jake Hager or whatever exactly i think you're going to see it very clearly that as much as you want to say while they're in WWE, oh, they deserve a title. Why isn't the yeah? Drink? Once they're gone, you really don't care because they're not exciting. I, I mean, think the take, same goes take, for when Sinkata, you know, announces that he wants his release. Six months ago, if that would have happened, nobody would have given a shit. I mean, because he's Sinkata. I mean, you, you take an example of like Damian Sandow. Everybody was pissed about it when it happened, but. Uh-huh. I mean, how long did it take for the whole uh, community of wrestling fans didn't even care anymore? Yeah, it was over. They, it was... they quickly forgot about him. Yeah, I'm sure most of those people don't even know that he's wrestling right now for NWA. Yeah, and if they really did care back then, they should watch him now. I mean, he's, yeah, he, I think he's solid. Um, but I think it's, it's showing right now with the whole re- request of Sinkata's release, where like some some like quote unquote reporter was like sarcastically saying oh but everything is fine like saying there's no problems in WWE sarcastically but it's like yeah he's Sinkata he's not Roman Reigns asking for his release you know yeah everybody wants to make a big deal but it's like you know I understand them you know Sinkata saying that you know he feels like he's underutilized and underappreciated as a talent yeah I, I understand that someone might feel that way about themselves but yeah the fans don't you know appreciate him either they make yeah. fun of him every time he goes into the ring. Yeah. So so the second he asks for his release, now you're, oh, thank God at the AEW. Oh, WWE's really losing everybody. Now. Like, yeah. you, you, you got to stop pretending like you care about talent. Yeah. The second that they... They ask for a release. They ask for a release or, or they're or underutilized or yeah. are released. Right. Otherwise, we're going to get more Sean Spears where everybody gaslights him until the point where he thinks he's really good. Yeah. And then a, some company signs him and puts him in a hot position, but he's not really that good. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's going to be real interesting. It's going to be real interesting. No. And and we put a lot on Cody and the elite but I feel like it, I think it is because the, someone like Sean Spears, someone like Jack Swagger, like they're their friends. They're friends. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to sign them just because you're friends. You got to realize if they're a good wrestler or not. Well, maybe he signed them for the same exact reason we're saying right now. They need talent to also be that mid tier talent because they have so many good, good wrestlers and 
top level stars that when one of them loses, we're going to really be like, oh, what the hell? Why are they making Kenny Omega lose to another top superstar? It's, it gets difficult when you have too many nothing but tops, By the way, top level superstars. Kenny Omega's loss record is horrible in AEW right now. I don't think he's yeah. won a match, like a singles match. I don't think so either. But, uh, but that would continue as well. If those only, because you could easily fix that, put that, put him in a match against Jack Swagger and. But they're not. Bu- but the th- here's the thing: they're not booking people like Jack Swagger and Ty Dillinger as those kind of people. Right now, it's like, not, oh shit, Jack Swagger is here. To. Yeah, and then and then they do, and then is anybody going to complain? The yeah, same Jack way Swagger WWE will would. Release so he could go do Bellator again. <laughs> <laughs> you know he got DQ'd in his last fight for low blowing the guy, for kneeing him in the nuts. And then he used, um, it looked like he was trying to just go for a gut knee oh. and he just didn't get it, the knee high enough. But then he used that to, <laughs> to uh, in a promo, yeah, a promo <laughs> for, um, for, what was it for hymns? <laughs> oh, so man. good, dude. So funny. Um, um, but yeah, there's a problem right now with star power and who really is a star and, putting people on a pedestal when you don't really feel a certain way about them or tearing them down when you just a few months ago thought they were the top guy or whatever. Oh, wow. You're taking shots at me now. Yeah. I don't know who that could be about, though. Uh, Probably the Bucks. (laughs) No, but I feel the same way. Oh, yeah. I mean, about six months ago, I felt like the Bucks were probably one of the top tag teams not six months ago. Whenever they were in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> to like me, a, everything... Like anywhere from a year ago. Yeah, yeah. to me, everything six months ago. <laughs> I, I work on a weird time schedule. <laughs> Your but, months are very different So, So ours. when the Bucks were in Japan still d- doing great matches, having great matches, to me, they were top-level tag team. Yeah. But now they're... To me, it's, it's very old and stale now. That's how they, I f- they need that's, a re rebranding or something. That's how I felt about Omega just before he left New Japan. Like his last few matches in New Japan were kind of like repeats of well, yeah, but stitched together I other feel pieces like, of his other matches. Yeah, I agree with that too because but I also feel like they had him go against the same people so many times yeah, almost yeah. that it felt he had the um him him just like uh, Okada had the San Martino syndrome yeah. in New Japan. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, they're they're trying to get a partnership with New Japan and AEW. Yeah, yeah. But um, pretty sure I read that like New Japan's not really interested. into it. Yeah, yeah. Really I wouldn't. Need, I think I think it'd be huge for AEW to do a partnership with New Japan. New Japan. Not so much. I think New I think Japan New already rebuilded everything yeah. that they lost New, from yeah. those guys jumping. So they don't need them anymore. And in such a fast time, it, yeah. it, they kind of, it seems like they were unbothered by any of that. Um, one thing about AEW, though, before we move on, I feel like, me personally, I, I would have preferred for me to not know where this AEW brand came from or company who's behind it and all that i feel like i'm starting to realize the more we know about cody being an executive and all that stuff and the the bucks and omega being behind it and chris jericho 
kind of hurt them more than anything. Right. Me personally, I feel like a lot of people will argue the opposite and be like, oh, but it's their fan base that pretty much gave them all the support in the beginning. Um, But I, I personally feel like all they would have had to do was na- not name it AEW because all elite wrestling, we know that. Yeah, really, name, really clear. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Name it something else. Say this guy that is, who's what's the guy's name? Tony Khan. Yeah, say he's the one that. You know what? They could have storyline the whole thing. Yeah, they could have also pulled in like a old school Booker and and yeah. make him like a in gimmick chairman or whatever. Yeah, they could have storyline the they... whole thing and then been like, well, some of the top stars in the world are gonna come yeah. wrestle for this company. They and they would have gotten the same support. I feel like yeah. with those names. Let's be honest. Um, exactly. And it's and it's like I don't feel like it's. Um, like they did it to themselves, because yeah. they from day one were like, "Yeah, we're the executives." They got being the elite, where they still talk about like, "Oh, what are we gonna book or whatever?" Yeah. You know, um, transparency is nice, I guess, but we don't really need it. Yeah, too much. I don't want to see what you had for breakfast. Oh. <laughs> um, moving on from one elite to the actual like, elite, an actual elite, book. yeah. The only elite, the OC. <laughs> um, let's talk about NXT. A great episode of NXT last week, um, where NXT just starts off where the club is just beating up the, the undisputed era. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Bobby Fish gets thrown into a production trailer and. That Man. was such a bad blood splatter. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was funny. It was it was funny. It was bad, but it was funny. World. It was great. It was creative. It was a good it was. try. It was. It was very YouTube like. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, YouTube much. sketch comedy stuff that we would <laughs> watch in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, man. I just a few weeks ago I was fantasy booking stuff like this, and now we're close to it, but. Still so far. Still from, so far, dude, from what we kind of actually want. Yeah. Because um, the, the the whole idea is Finn Balor's NXT. As soon as we saw the club, we, we put that together and we're like, yeah. oh, Finn Balor's going to, you know, the boys are back together. How weird also to see the OC in NXT. They're really, you know, since NXT's inception, I feel like. The only guys to bypass that and not yeah not go through that system, so we've never seen these guys in NXT ever, and it, it's kind of yeah. weird to then see them an like NXT in the debut. ring in the small arena for in one full night. sale for one night only. Yeah, maybe, and, and it might be it, it'd be very um, interesting. First, I'd love someone to ask them in an interview, um, like how that crowd felt compared to a big arena crowd yeah. on raw. Right. Um, yeah. me personally, I feel like the, the arena crowds don't appreciate them. I don't want to say as much, but it, it's not the same appreciation that we, a full yeah. sale crowd. We saw it get. with two five live Two five live made finally made their jump yeah, to full sale full and sale. we watched it and they really, you know, gave two five that same kind of yeah. reaction that they would give NXT. Yeah, and I mean that kind of bothers me to think that 
NXT is going to start touring and doing arenas. Yeah. That's what said is going to happen. But you could also put into consideration that what if they draw in a NXT crowd? That's opposed true. to yeah. a casual wrestling crowd. Yeah. Um, because Roman Reigns and guys like Seth Rollins isn't advertised. You're going to have the NXT roster advertised. Um, so it could bring in a whole different crowd in an arena because That's true. We, we see it happen during takeover and yeah. the takeover crowd is amazing. Um, but yeah, man, just seeing the OC, um, I think it's great that you have the OC invade NXT, you know, week after NXT invades SmackDown and Monday Night Raw or the same week as Monday Night Raw. But I think that makes the perfect sense because if anybody's going to have that chip on their shoulder about NXT and like really hate these NXT guys for for thinking they could step on their turf and make a a name for themselves, it's it's them. Because I feel like there's guys like Seth Rollins and, and like Ricochet and... Um and like Corbin and and yeah. guys like that where they're like oh we've been there we know what it's like to want to get yeah. your name you know out there. I mean you not know, only that it is you what see, it is you see you kind of see it when someone makes the move from NXT to to Raw or SmackDown. I think the most recent example is the Street Profits. Didn't they have like a run in backstage when they first? I think when the uh, draft happened, they kind of. Had an altercation backstage, and like, oh, yeah. you guys think you guys are the and they've been fighting the narrators yeah. of Raw. They've been like, fighting the Street Profits lately. Like yeah. they had matches with them, so it so makes sense it that the has OC, that, yeah, yeah they'd be those connection. guys that are like, we don't care if you're from NXT, you don't yeah. step on our turf and try to make a name for yourselves because this is this is our house. Yeah, you stay where you're at. You know. Yeah, I think all this this. Um, Invasion stuff is amazing. It kind of took the eyes off the Wednesday Night Wars, and it's just now a war within the company. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something they should have done um, from the beginning of the whole, like, brand splits. Like, yeah, there's, there's official not brand enough. Splits. Yeah, there's not enough war between Raw and SmackDown yeah. until now. But even now, there's not because it's kind of, like, Raw versus NXT or yeah. NXT versus SmackDown. Well, but that also makes more sense to have an NXT versus WWE. Yeah. Because Raw and SmackDown, Raw and SmackDown against each other doesn't make too much sense because you have these guys that these guys and women that all kind of have been on the same roster as each other. I don't know. It just, it wouldn't yeah, make they, sense. They flip flop. Yeah. You know, I think there's few people who are like consistent since the beginning. Yeah. Have been on one. Brand. So it doesn't make sense for them to be fighting for a brand that they're yeah. being consistently. That they just showed around up. on. Yeah, yeah. They just showed up on a month or two. Yeah. Ago. So to have them kind of like Ron Smackdown unite to go against, it's kind of like captain America and against the uh, Iron Man. Type of thing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, I don't. Um, yeah, maybe. And Captain America and Iron Man, or Triple H and Vince. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's, they have their teams. It's WWE executive brings WWE superstars to attack WWE superstars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it actually is. But yeah. it feels so. I don't know. It feels good, and it feels so different than like when Raw would show up on SmackDown and vice versa. Yeah. Like it, it feels like a, we're here too. Yeah. And we're gonna show you who we are, and and it feels like perfect timing too because it 
it's mainly for Survivor Series that all this is happening. Yeah. But it also feels like there's a small side of it that's like we need to get a little bit more attention on NXT. So let's uh, use the, the Raw and SmackDown platform yeah. to get uh, some type of attention to NXT for a Wednesdays. Um, and why not? You know, why not? Yeah. I don't know. It's great. Yeah, it it is it is really good, and I think it it's good on both sides, man. That line where Ciampa's like, you know, everybody's asking me when am I gonna move to Raw or SmackDown? When oh, am yeah. I gonna go to the main roster? Well, I'd like to welcome you three to the main roster. I yeah. feel like that's so good coming from Ciampa because he has been in NXT for a little bit. He's probably not he's probably not the guy on the roster who's been there the longest. Like, trying to think real quick, but uh, I don't know. It's probably. I don't know. Maybe one of the women, I feel like. Um, but yeah, possibly. It, it's good coming from him because he's like, realistically, people would have probably liked him to be moved to Raw or SmackDown maybe even a year ago. Well, I mean, there was a time where he was on Raw with Johnny Gargano. I mean, they were pretty much on the main roster for some time. And then, yeah, uh, I think it was because of injury, right? Yeah. They had to just figure it out um and they were back in nxt um but it it also feels like aside from the champions being undisputed era um aside from them the other top guys are ciampa and gargano yeah i mean you could throw some other names like velveteen is another name that top top guy there yeah um so, I don't know. Him saying this is the main roster kind of solidifies that he's one of the top top guys there. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, And then not only that, but seeing the victories that um, the Adam Cole got. I mean, he beat Daniel yeah, Bryan. Man. Big, big victories on SmackDown yeah. and Raw, man. That just shows how, how much... Uh, how important the Adam Cole is to yeah. NXT. I think how much how much Triple H values Adam Cole. Yeah. Because he could have easily been like, hey, Vince, let's have this match on Raw. Or Vince could have been like, I want to have this match on Raw, but I kind of want to protect Seth Rollins or kind of want to protect Daniel yeah. Bryan because they're, they're, they're real big stars. Yeah. but So that could have easily happened. Not only that, those are like Adam dream, Cole, kind of yeah. dream matches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. The, the, who would have thought that Adam Cole versus <laughs> you know, Daniel Bryan on a SmackDown? Yeah. You know, nobody, nobody would have thought yeah. that. Um, so yeah, that's a big deal, I think. And then I think Adam Cole coming out at the end, and man, I feel like that was, I don't know, so good how they did it, where he's like doing the Styles Clash, so he can't see anything. But oh, as yeah, soon yeah. as he drops the guy, who was it? Um, was it Champa? I think it was Champa that he had in Styles Clash. As soon as Champa like drops down right there in his face. Is Adam Cole getting ready to super kick him? It was so yeah. good. So good, man. Um, and then that kind of even though Finn comes out and like gives the 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 guns to to AJ and AJ throws up the two sweets. Yeah. That's what we want, obviously, Bullet Club. Even though that's so big, they're still keeping the focus between Adam Cole and Finn Balor and the NXT guys. Yeah. It's real good, man. Yeah. I, there was a lot of people saying a lot of people got the idea that 
doing that was a, distra- a distraction for Adam Cole? Or wait, who was it that? Yeah, Adam Cole, right? Yeah. So there, there. A lot of people were like, "Why would he do that to AJ Styles?" It's like he's pretty much not with the club. It's like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I don't think it's him taking sides with. No, Adam I think Cole it, specifically it, yeah. in Undisputed Era. I think it's more of Finn Balor saying he's Finn Balor and he's still alone and and he still wants to be that top guy by himself. He wants right. to he yeah. has something to prove still. Yeah. Um which was just I don't know. That whole moment was crazy. Um Somebody said he got another tattoo, but I couldn't um Yeah, uh couldn't see like, behind um his uh like what is this called your arm i don't know the back of your arm i guess back of your bicep yeah because it's your bicep and this is tricep <laughs> yeah I probably that's true yeah he has <laughs> he has a tattoo there and okay, then the one notice. on his hand the one on his hand yeah, yeah. um <laughs> what a perfect i'm gonna turn heel let me get tattoos <laughs> real quick <laughs> <laughs> let me get a couple tattoos and then my heel turn is uh 100 complete yeah <laughs> It's interesting because Finn Balor was one of those like few guys that were like had the pure image of yeah. of, of a like a, almost like an old school wrestler, no tattoos, trunks, boots, or waxed even, his whole body even, down. Yeah, not even boots really, but <laughs> yeah, you well, know, but kick boots. pads yeah. that look like boots. Yeah, um, kind of like just a pure wrestler, right? And then yeah. now he has tattoos, and now there's very few people that we could. Uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. Um, what else is there to talk about? Uh, changes already happening to the Survivor Series card because the New Day win the tag titles from oh, the yes. Revival, which For seventh time. <sighs> as much as I love the New Day, I'm really disappointed because I was really interested in that match, bro. Yeah, dude. Uh, they would have been so, all around uh, former NXT champs in that match. Yeah, but also here's a little <laughs> a little fantasy booking for you. <laughs> Okay. We still got we still got a Friday and then Monday yeah, until okay. Survivor Series and then yeah, another Friday. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the Usos are doing. Oh but God. there's a there's some raw titles. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> there's some raw titles that could be they could be taken probably. Cause that's cause for a second I was like, oh man, this, this Survivor Series match is going to be amazing with the tag tag and then they did the new day thing and i was like oh this is a little odd i don't yeah. know but then i was like you know it'd be interesting if the usos were in this match because the new day and the usos the new day and the usos are anytime they have a match against that's, each other that's el clasico of yeah tag team wrestling yeah it's in just WWE classic nowadays. right that's like yeah. a classic rivalry um and it's one of those rivalries that are it's a rivalry, but they also have the mutual respect. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's been a rivalry since Usos were still doing the face paint and New Day were heel. Yeah. Like, so that's how far back. This and then rivalry I was like, goes. Hmm, it's amazing. I haven't, I haven't seen the Usos in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and with the random things like New Day winning the title, I don't know why they I do think this it's possible. so much recently, where it's like. Oh, Survivor Series is coming up. We're booking this match, but what if we had a title match before? Yeah. <laughs> and then no, we I think it. always with New Day. New Day, if you think about the times they've won the title, it's been pretty random. And yeah. you could say the same for the Usos. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's true. 
so yeah um seventh title reign it's crazy yeah pretty good and i love the joke they made <laughs> yeah catching up to charlotte no 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 <laughs> that what? but uh you have a message to uh, xavier he, oh, yeah, yeah. he said don't drop the soap and then kofi was like i told you he's not in jail <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. So good, dude. The jokes so they make, good. I don't know how they get away with this stuff. I don't know. I think it's just because Vince loves them so much and, and finds humor. I think I think that's the thing. I think they find humor in things similar to Vince yeah. without probably knowing it. Yeah. And so Vince probably thinks it's really funny and it's just like, I'm not going <laughs> to say anything because I like I think, it. I, I think one of Vince's favorite thing is uh, characters that are kind of like not the smartest. Yeah. They yeah, yeah, make... Yeah. They make jokes that aren't accurate to right, what's right. really going on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why that, you see like, our truth. Yeah. Um, I think you could say the club does it sometimes. Right. Yeah. They make those jokes of they think something is something, but it's not. Yeah, just like know. when AJ thinks something's really clever. And so he's yeah. like, you heard me. You heard me when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Vince just likes that whole the whole idea of somebody not being the smartest person. Right. Um, Cause he, d- he doesn't actually take himself seriously. I feel like, yeah, probably as much as we think. Yeah. So speaking of Vince, um, we talked about this whole Saudi thing last week. And as I said, I was hoping Corey Graves would come out and talk about it on the podcast. Cause he's very transparent and just talks about anything. He himself has said he, he, probably doesn't think they'll make it past third episode of the podcast they'll cancel him um but he talked about it um he kind of cleared up some of the stuff at the same time he did say he's telling what he knows and what he experienced not he's not going based off rumors of what he heard or what he's heard the other guys say he's going off what he knows so you didn't listen to the podcast right no, 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 no. So, I want your thoughts on what he said. All right. So, pretty much started off with saying that every time they've gone to Saudi Arabia, he's had a great time. He he, pretty much treated like royalty when they show up. He gets the best hotels. Everything is fine. He's had fun there. Great time. He said the show went on. He said this might have been the best show they've had in Saudi. Um, He said the show's great. And he said, and then we come to the idea that all the travel issues happened. Um, And he said, pretty much, first of all, he wanted it to be clear that Vince did not leave people behind. That the idea of him just leaving the country and leaving everybody behind is not true because Vince did exactly what he does after every single show. He makes sure that the last performers come backstage and they're good. He goes to his plane and leaves. He does that mm. in every city. No, So this time he did nothing different from what he usually does. Last match happened. The two guys came backstage, made sure they were safe and, you know, didn't get injured. Got on his plane and left. So Vince had no idea of the travel issues. Um, So he said the idea of Vince taking... Uh, getting on a plane and leaving with Brock Lesnar and Hogan and stuff like that. Not true. Hogan, Lesnar, um, people that all left on their own. Uh-huh. They left on their own because they had their own plane. Vince got on his own plane and left. Okay. 
Um, so that he cleared that rumor. He said when he got on, he got on the plane, uh, like they were supposed to. And the whole story about the gas truck being parked in front of the thing was what he heard. Okay. Um, so he said like, just like everybody else, I was frustrated, but it was out of my control. Couldn't do anything. Um, so we just sat on, sat on the plane. He said from, from his own opinion, he said some of the boys might've overreacted. Okay. He said, that's pretty much what he said. And he said, we had to stay overnight. He said, the people that did leave on their own flight, those top 20 or whatever people were calling it, um, were only people that had been advertised for the show. And that being everybody that was supposed to be on SmackDown. Right. Roman yeah. Reigns, Shinsuke, yeah. Bray Wyatt. So he said, everybody that was scheduled to be on the show left for the hopes that they would be able to put on the show. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. They didn't right. make it on time. Right. And he said, just like, and he was like, me and Michael Cole had the same uh, thought. Like, we're going to stay behind because the show isn't based around us. So, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. what's the point of us getting mad and saying, oh, they left us behind and stuff. So that was pretty much what he was saying. Some people overreacted. He kind of touched on the list thing. So, yeah. The top 20 people list, the hashtag that people started, he was saying okay. people overreacted. All right. I think it's interesting. And he also brought I would up- also say all that, though, if I had health insurance. Wow. <laughs> okay, no, that was a joke. But, that one was but, a joke right there. <laughs> and, and another thing he he did point out was, it, he was like, I was observing a lot of people, and he was like, I was very... um, He said kind of like shocked, I guess, or something like that. Like he was, it was interesting to see that one of the people that should have been mad the most wasn't, and it was Randy Orton. That okay. Randy Orton was one of the calmest person, like the calmest person there. And he was like, if anyone had the right to be mad about being left behind somewhere, it should have been Randy Orton, but he wasn't. Okay. So, I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh... I think it's good to then get clarity that Vince always leaves the show, you know, at whatever time point in time, um, and to hear that that he left once the last performers were backstage because the rumors were that he left before the show was ever finished. Yeah, no. So that's very completely different things right there. Um, I don't know though. I feel like superstars still have a right to complain even if it was like oh they didn't take you because you weren't advertised or whatever i think they still have a right to complain because you're you're in a country you know where they're notorious for killing foreigners just because they want to specifically american foreigners yeah um so you know yeah, Although well, I mean, yeah, they Andrade have... was fine. That's why he was happy they, <laughs> the whole time. Um, just kidding. Um, so I think they have a right. Yeah, they have to be a right upset, to complain. But I think, but I think the, the I think, narrative of yeah. them saying, right, which was, oh, we're not top twenty. So right. that's we got what I was left gonna behind. Say. That's what I was gonna say. I think. I mean, I where did they that, get that idea from? That might have just become from their frustration that yeah. they were they they needed to put it on something else, and they didn't. I don't think they really probably processed it like because they've been to saudi what three four times by now yeah. they probably weren't thinking we're in this fucking country that they kill foreigners in 
So they're like, we need to put blame on, on this frustration somewhere. How do yeah. we do it? And I think the frustration maybe was pointing in the wrong direction. And um, so, yeah, it, it's good to get clarity then from Corey Graves and um, hopefully more people hear that stuff and yeah, kind of buries it, the and, rumors and, or whatever. And if, if Randy Orton could stay calm of all people, I think that was a really interesting side of the story that he told. Because I think we all have an understanding the type of person Randy Orton is. Yeah, but, like, Randy's, like, a company guy. So he's never going to... I feel like if he has any frustrations with WWE, he he's not going to show it. Especially around other superstars. Yeah. But that also gets... Uh, I mean, I, mean, he I don't know. He just re-signed a deal, right? You said? Yeah, uh, five-year extension, wow. I think. Five years. So we're stuck with him for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he was making, like... He was, like, pretending to, or he was just stirring up things, pretending like he was going to jump to AEW or whatever. I don't think Randy will go anywhere else other than WWE. I mean, he's really, for the most part of his career, like, his whole career basically has been WWE. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty, he's he's taken care of, you know? Yeah, Yeah, he's taken care of. 100%. Yeah, I don't know. To me, uh, aside from, like, some of the stories we've heard about Randy Orton and, like, just the inappropriate things he's he's right. said to have done right um he could probably be one of those veterans that could be the locker room leader i mean he could have probably took in that scenario and made everyone kind of like chill out and be like yo like it's not this serious if if it's true that he was one of Here's those the guys thing. i think those those calm. stories about him were i mean because i i think it Everybody kind of knows he had a drug problem and a and a drinking problem for a little bit of his career. So I feel like all that kind of stuff was in those times. Yeah. I don't think he probably is intentionally kinda like, kinda ever like, a dick. like Shawn Michaels and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, except Shawn Michaels is a Christian now, and Randy Orton's still kind of an asshole sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I feel like he's not a bad guy at all, you know, as much as these stories come out. And he's, yeah, he probably is a veteran. I mean, they're, they've said that, like, he's he's real close to with John Cena in numbers of make a wish grants. Yeah. They just don't publicize that, you know, because they want John Cena to be the poster boy, yeah, not that, only which that, is fine. But Randy Orton is the snake. He's the yeah. Apex predator. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like he probably is one of those locker room leaders and he'll probably continue to be for five years. And as much as maybe we are bored by his matches or whatever, uh, let's be honest. Then after the five years, he's going to extend for another five years. Probably. Um, Probably, and if not, I don't ever see him making movies like John Cena is right now. No, 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 not at all. But you know, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it's good to. I think a big part of that story, the whole Vince McMahon leaving, is an ordinary thing. Um, that just changes the narrative of the whole company being a terrible place. Right. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Um, what else? Anything else we need to talk about? Well, on that same subject, like, Young Bucks and Being the Elite made a joke about that, and a lot of people were upset. Like, their fan base were ups- was upset. They're like, this is kind of fucked up, the joke about, like, pretending like you're in a hostage situation yeah. or whatever when, you know, I mean, we still don't have the full story, but, you know, I, at this point, I doubt that it was a hostage situation. Well, no, but- and, th- and I think that that assumption... That I think that I'm assuming that Corey Graves was getting at that rumor that people were yeah. overreacting. Yeah. I think someone that's in their head too much about, oh, we're in an unsafe country. We're stuck on a plane because there's 
like say the the actual reason they're stuck on a plane is because of mechanical issues. Right. Someone that's already on edge about being in a country that's not really considered safe. Yeah, that's gonna, gonna first yeah, thing. Yeah, oh, we're, we're being held hostage. They of call course. our wife. Oh, we're being held hostage. Of course. No, yeah, yeah, you yeah. just can't get off the plane because <laughs> we don't want to run the whole customs. process again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're not being held hostage. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I was grounded for most of my summers as a children, as a child, I could have said I was being held hostage because I couldn't be. <laughs> I couldn't leave my room because I was grounded. I couldn't oh go outside to play. God. I was. It's the same idea. It's like overreacting. Yeah. 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 So I feel like those rumors are buried. Um, and I mean, Vince wanted to extend a deal with someone who held their guys hostage at the end of the day. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. They just wanted. So let's finally bury that. Just like we're going to bury, I don't know, Curtis Axel. <laughs> not top 20. <laughs> Never. Not even, um, not even bottom 20. Damn. He's not even on the list. He's Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> All right. So speaking of lists. Right now, top 20s and whatever. Okay. It's not really a top 20, but as of now, let's rank the current um, wrestling companies. Okay. Not based on who you think is better, but your favorite as of now. So, Companies? Or just product. Like not Can the, I rate brands separately? Yeah, brands. Okay. Yeah. So brands are separate. All right. Um, NXT one. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say power two Cause I really okay. do enjoy their stuff. Uh, SmackDown three. Um, I don't know. I guess we're off four and, and, and nothing five. Cause I don't think I have anything. I don't feel anything <laughs> else in there. I don't watch anything else. Yeah. I think my, my <laughs> list is the same. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say NXT power. And here's the thing, I'm open to watching AEW in the future, but um I don't know, there's just nothing right now that's interesting to me. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, but same. Uh NXT Power, SmackDown Raw, and then Glow. Oh nice. On Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. That's yeah. a local. Yeah, that's a local local show. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it. I think we're done here talking about whatever our thoughts are about wrestling at the moment. So if you made it this far, thank you. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to just be up to date every week. Make sure you leave a review. Do you know if we even have reviews on a couple? I think have we read them on? No, you want to check that right now or you want to save that till next week? Uh, we'll see. save it. All right, so leave a review. Leave a, review leave a we'll five stars. It. If you leave a review, we will read it next week on the podcast. Um, so make sure you do all that to show support for the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at New Age Rudo. You can follow my co-host at Walk with Geo on Twitter, and you can just follow the entire podcast at Foreign Object WP on Twitter. Do all of that, and uh, we'll catch you next week.